The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Right before going on air, I spit in Eric's face just to see what would happen. He didn't hit me. <laughs> I held him. I held him back and then walked him, walked him down outside. I have a really good left jab, though. <laughs> I'm thankful that you didn't use it. Welcome to Ball In, Ball Out, everybody. Um, it's fight night on the Jesus. episode. Oh, my God. Two games in. Two games in, and we got actual fists in faces. We have Actual spit. punches landed. Landed. No one lands a punch in an NBA fight. It's no. never been seen before. Only in practice. Bobby Portis. That's right. Practice so works. when we got our four vets, Lance, JaVale, Beasley, and Rondo, we yeah. knew things were going to get crazy. That's we right. We knew they were a liability. That's right. But did we think it would get this <laughs> level crazy? Two games in. No, the crazy, <laughs> the craziest thing is that Lance Stevenson broke he, up the fight. Yeah, Peacemaker Lance. He was Peacemaker. I mean, the whole world <laughs> is flipped on its head. I don't know what uh, for for anyone who's sitting in a cave. Want it? Want it? You go bit by bit. What happened in this fight? Well, yeah, we probably can... all saw different camera angles of what actually happened. Yeah. Right? Well, I do think that it's important to get some context for this. In that there seems to have been about fourteen years of bad blood mm. brewing between Chris Paul and Rajon Rondo, or between Chris Paul and everybody, and everybody, and Rajon Rondo and everybody. That's and right. So then when they. Both but got I, in. I thought it was funny, like, if you guys watched the ESPN guys after the game, they were, like, Michelle Beadle was like, this is crazy, right? And they're all like, yeah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's Chauncey Billups and Jalen Rose and Paul Pierce. And they basically all were like, this was coming at some point. You it, just didn't think game they two. They just needed someone to light the match. It was only crazy because we don't come to expect people in the NBA to fight anymore. It's that hold right. me back culture, but no exactly. one's actually fighting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was the first ever non-hold-me-back fight. Uh, it was crazy. Rondo was there for... Uh, I learned a lot of phrases uh, through Black and NBA Twitter, which this was really the uh, the com- combination of those two streams, Black Twitter and NBA Twitter, which are both things. I didn't learn much. I mean, should we... Do we want to do a segment on that? I feel no, like. no, no. I'm just saying there was a lot of talk about like uh, not being here for the smoke or being ah. here for the smoke, which is a term... That I learned. Yeah, what is it? What does that mean? Means like Rondo was here for the smoke, meaning like don't with Rondo. And like Brandon Ingram was here for the smoke and Chris Paul was not here. You should probably just like mark down a lot of F bombs on this one. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I've got the notepad document yeah. open. Can I I want to lament what happened to me personally on the last one. I was so thrilled. It was like me sending my sons out to do a podcast on the last one. Uh you gentlemen. Yeah, we actually Sunny. successfully recorded. You guys did the podcast, you did the whole thing, you recorded it. Uh, I went through, I listened to it, and tried to pull out all the swear words, and the power went out here in my house on like minute 57 out of 70. And so I'm sitting there like in my chair like, is this the episode where we just like take the curtain down? and Yeah, why not? Uh, but I went through and I redid it, um, and it was awesome. Congratulations Thank to you, you, fine gentlemen. We're, I, we're so proud that we recorded. It was wonderful. Eric, Eric gets I'm, full I'm credit. I'm not a total idiot. No. Okay. Eric did it. Okay. With, to the Eric, fight. Yes. To the fight. By the way, we are uh, Eli Bauman, Dr. Eric Noble, and Dan Vespers. Yes. Is, uh, the Hoop Ball Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Ball in, I'm, ball out. I'm, I'm going with the fight doctor on this, this, <laughs> yeah, this podcast. <laughs> Verdi Pacheco. Yeah. My, my moniker for this episode is Fight Dr. Noble. Um, so, yeah. So, this had been brewing. Then in the whole game, the game was like secretly chippy. It wasn't... I didn't really notice fully during it that it seemed like a fight was going on but when i thought back on it i was like there was a lot of pushing first of all this rockets team is really annoying uh eli, wait just, wait hold on you didn't see this coming eli called oh, that's that right. this fight was gonna happen so- i called in the first quarter i said to eric i feel like rondo and chris paul are gonna get in a fight so we had our apropos of nothing we huh. had our annual mcdonald's first game that's home right. game of the year <laughs> a tradition. so we were feeling gross it was like the first quarter. There were a few spats between Rondo and Chris Paul leading yeah. up to it. There yeah. was a few in the first the first half. Hmm. And Eli said, I you know, a fight I think it's fight's gonna break out between these two guys. Very prescient. And Very a prescient. real one a real now, one really did. A real one. Now I did not think that Brandon Ingram would be the match to light the fire. That was the <laughs> that was the surprising part of all of this. I think as Dan was kind of alluding to, Rondo has a reputation as an irritant. That is not surprising. I think, and Eric and I actually randomly both have insider knowledge, and we don't need to reveal our sources, but this is a rare, like we had both been told by separate people who know things about the NBA deeply 
that Chris Paul is despised by players in the league. Yeah. He is like absolutely hated. I think that started to kind of trickle out. But I thought it was interesting that the media narrative immediately, and I think unfortunately it's kind of born true, but immediately it was like Chris Paul said he got spit on. Like Chris Paul couldn't have possibly been the problem of this. It must be Rondo. Whereas like the player reaction was almost universally against Chris Paul and in support of Rondo, which I thought was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like no players other than Carmelo, his teammate and banana boat friend, and LeBron, <laughs> his opponent and banana boat friend, came to Chris Paul's defense. Not a not a soul. And yet he did get spit on. He did get spit on. <laughs> so he did get spit on. He did get spit on. The Zabruder film revealed this, this, there was a second shooter. This is amazing that we can have that level of technology to hone in Unreal. on whether saliva is coming out of a man's mouth. And we can do, we can do nothing for global warming. <laughs> but, and yet, but spit. Yeah. Uh, it, was it was subtle. It was real subtle. Yeah. There was no like... Lip lip pursing. No, it wasn't it was a, good. It wasn't a full. Poop. So, are we sure this just wasn't like a firm exhalation? We I don't know that we know for sure. Because I I mean, <laughs> there is. <laughs> I don't think we can ever really know. <laughs> this wasn't just like a a wet sigh. Well, <laughs> I thought That's he a had a good name for he had a team. A good, by yeah. the way, or like a cover or band. like a weird cover band <laughs> yeah. of sigh, the Korean guy. <laughs> yeah, this um, wet sigh. I mean, he had a plausible excuse, which was that he had his mouth guard in. I was like, oh, that's good. That's airtight. <laughs> that's airtight, man. Like, like, you know, the jury is acquitted. But, uh, yeah, upon it, further inspection, it definitely looked like he purposely tried to do it. Like, he was very talented. Like, there was that. some... That's like a real skill. Yeah, there was some neck extension, which gives away, like, that there was effort behind <laughs> there was, it. There was. There was intent. But it was it really talented to have it, like, that sly and subtle. Yeah. Um, we have likened Rondo to a velociraptor right. on this. And this, this is more well, like a different dinosaur. I was going to say, guys, he's the one that flipped its thing. You, you guys called exactly where I was going. This <laughs> is that Jurassic Park moment where Newman. Newman. Yeah, Newman. Yeah, Dennis Nedry. Wait, Wayne Knight, gets, who lived, uh, lived across the street from my parents. Gets lost in the storm and confronts a, what, what seems like a cute little dinosaur. Yeah. Who also looks like Rondo. That's true. And then he flaps out his, like, whatever. Yeah. And spits. His, <laughs> got him. His plumage. Nailed yeah, him. His plumage <laughs> and spits. This this was Rondo's the that gunk. moment. Yeah. yeah, it was the gunk in Dennis Nedry's eye. It was great. And a legit punch landed. Never happens. A left, straight left. Uh, I loved that Floyd Mayweather was in the front row going crazy because it was it had more action than a Floyd Mayweather fight. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true. Absolutely true. And uh, true. It, in Chris Paul's credit, he also landed a couple couple of shots. But I mean, the Rondo punch was the the punch heard around the world. <laughs> and then the Brandon Ingram uh, Dalsim from Street Fighter Two <laughs> reach, you know, extendo stretch Armstrong go go gadget punch. Was also spectacular. I mean, I have a lot of questions. Question number one on Rondo is, do you think he had like a bunch of words that start with P or B just ready to go so that he could get the spit going? Oh, interesting. Like make it part of normal trash talk? Like, hey, Chris Paul. Paul, you're a a punk, Paul. Yeah. And And question number two is, what the hell was Ingram doing? Uh, He lost it. He totally lost his mind. I he loved got it. in James Harden's way and then just saw red for like 90 seconds. I mean, it is really annoying to have to guard James Harden. It is yeah, impossible but you gotta and it's know you're going to get weird fouls called on you. I think he flipped out. Uh, yeah, I think this... Fight so, doctor? So this is the question is, why was Ingram so upset? And right. I think it's a multifactorial answer. I think Ooh. the 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 big point to me is <laughs> Eli big, enjoyed that. Look big, at the big brain on Brett. <laughs> there you go. Uh, the fight doctor bringing in big words. Uh, I think it's because he cares and he's ultra competitive, which I love that that's revealed about Brandon Ingram. Yeah. You know who else seemed to love it? Coos. Damian Lillard. Oh, who tweeted something like, "You know who's got your back for real, for real." Someone look up. The oh exact, yeah, yeah. That felt like an Ingram uh, like. He was lauding him, right, right. for like going in. Who said, yeah. said it? McGee said it. I th- McGee had a quote that was great. It was like, if you "Don't poke the bear if you don't want to get bit." <laughs> yeah, Stephen <laughs> Jackson had good Stephen words. Jackson. I don't know if this oh, is really yeah. all people that you want like yeah. lauding yeah. you. Like, well, <laughs> well, it's interesting because Brandon Ingram's mentor, who's from his hometown, is Jerry Stackhouse, and Jerry Stackhouse is famously the actual biggest tough guy in NBA history. Yeah. He's a coach at some level, right? Yeah, he's G-League a guy? Toronto's G League coach. Yeah. Um, and Jerry Stackhouse like threw down with people in the '90s when people threw down. 
Right. And he would like wait for you outside the bus and beat your ass. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would say him and Steven Jackson are like number one and number two of like real dudes. So I think, yeah, the reasons he got so upset is because he's cared and he's mentored by a badass dude. Yeah. Two, he was guarding James Harden. So annoying. Imagine guarding a guy like that. Right. He's so annoying. He, like, does these flop moves. He literally runs into you. Yeah. He literally runs into you and gets the call called his way. Yeah. And then he, like, does these dumb antics where he, like, makes and one gestures, does, like, the like the spoon, like, yeah. stirring the pot gestures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, having that thrown in your face, I would get, like, insanely mad as well. Totally. And I think there was also another element. Like, I think Brandon Ingram's frustration has been building over the last couple games. Um, you mean the only couple games? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, I think he's like knows that this is his year to step up. Yeah, this is his third year. He's got to show up, and um, I think last the first game against Portland, he was taken out during the important minutes. Right, that's true. And he was pissed about that. Yeah, and I think then there was some extra frustration. Lance Stevenson mentioned that. Uh. The, the Rockets were targeting right. Brandon Ingram. Yeah, they were. They were, they were very physical with him. They were physical with him and, and kind of st- And honestly, on him. it, it kind of worked because he stopped driving. Yeah. He was taking a lot of pull-up shots. He, he, didn't, he did not play well in this game, too, which I think is part of it. I think there was building frustration. Yeah, and I think there, was, there were stretches of the game where he was like totally absent. We pointed it out. Yeah. And I think that frustration just boiled over. It's a really good point, too, because there is a different spotlight on this team. There's a different heat. In the lights, for even the first two games felt like playoff games. I mean, this yeah. felt like Heat Knicks '96, you know, level of intensity. I mean, guys were were chomping at the bit. I also think like you can imagine if like you're getting fouled every time by down the court by like savvy veterans, and then every time you're just trying to defend people normally, you're getting called for fouls. Like you're probably gonna get be pissed now there's pissed yeah i was gonna say and then there's what <laughs> happened to ingram like he went at a ref i mean he was in the ref's face yeah screaming and presumably why he got the largest suspension well i think no i mean i think the, i think the main thing was no see i actually think the reason why he got the biggest thing was because the biggest suspension was because he came back like it's one thing to be in the action it's another thing to be a guy who isn't there uh, by four that voluntarily runs in to throw a punch? In. Who literally go go gadgets? Drag, yeah, in, dragon in there. punch. Yeah, yoga flame. I forget who that was back in the uh, malice at the palace. I think it was Jermaine O'Neal. It was Jermaine O'Neal and Stephen Jackson. Right, and Jermaine O'Neal like did a sliding dragon punch to a fan in the first row. Do you guys remember that? Sequence? Yeah, that yeah. fat guy looked like Turtle from Entourage. Uh huh. Decked with him the with the sliding in like one foot in front yeah. of his punch. That yep. kind of reminded me of this which, situation. Which brings yeah. up my question: What are we calling this? There was the malice. I was at trying the to find. I was literally on rhyme zone trying to find something <laughs> that rhymed with staples. Yeah, like the spit at the staples. Oh, that's good. Uh, I actually just like uh, Laker hater Sonny and I saliva gate. Kinda oh, like that's that. good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got to throw yeah. a little gate on the end yeah, of that bad boy. Yeah, gate is universal. <laughs> yeah, is that just because Watergate had I, gate in the name? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, Watergate was not about water. That's really stupid. <laughs> we just decided act- that, that should be Watergate. Gate. That any scandal right. now has, has to be gate? termed a gate. Yeah, that's really dumb. Saliva Gate. Um, I think that I think Saliva Gate's good. We'll 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 workshop it. By the yeah. way, lost in all of this was that a couple minutes before all of this happened, Ennis the Third on the Rockets right. literally clotheslined Clothesline Josh him. Hart, yeah. which shouldn't have. He should have been kicked out. Totally, that was a and flagrant. Luke, too. Luke made that point that that should have been an ejection, and that probably also built to that. This. Totally stoked the flames of all of this. Yeah. And that's getting lost in all of this. Yep. It's funny because it's like there is the instinct to just deal with the situation in the present. Here's the actors, here's what happened. But I do think Eric is so right. It's like all of these things brewing. It's like the history of Rondo and Chris Paul. The history of Chris Paul, like being an irritant who's, you know, Cliff Paul and State State Farm. Like I can imagine if I were a JaVale or a Rondo type or Ron Artest being one of those guys who has a bad reputation. And you're like, Chris Paul is dirtier than us, whinier than us. Like, and, and meanwhile, he's in commercials. He's cuddly. Everyone loves him. Like, 
That would really piss me off. And yeah, I, I don't really hate the Clippers anymore. I know that's a weird thing to say, but now that he's gone, oh, I feel yeah. like a lot oh, of Oh, yeah, the, it's fine. Yeah. No, they're, they're instant, actually a likable he team. He instantly yeah. made Houston the whiniest, most annoying team, too. Like, he yeah. is the common denominator. I was saying to Eric, it's like, I almost want to look back on, like, New Orleans Hornets games when he was there and see, like, if they were also annoying. I don't remember it. He might have been too young to be. I also but feel like I, I never watched those games because yeah, they were, had a weird team. I feel like hearing you talk about the whole buildup in history that, like, <laughs> leading up to this whole ha- it was like a someone breaking down, like, World War One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, true. Like a, a hardcore like history Austria, podcast. Austria-Hungarians. Like, what really... Yeah. The, the ultimate thing was the defenestration of like oh. Archduke Ferdinand. But, <laughs> yeah. but the really the underlying the thing. The straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. I do love again. a good I love that guy when he goes, though. again and again. <laughs> um, though, congratulations so, to Chris Paul because um, I would say that this he there was like three rounds of fighting, which is as far as Chris Paul has ever gotten in anything. Hey, to the third oh. round. Ty, you suck. Hey, yo. I really, it was funny. I went to bed last night, like, really pissed. And then I woke up this morning being like, I love the NBA. This is great. Even though it's going to have real ramifications for our team. It's so exciting. We're like two days in, and this is, like, awesome. This is, this is crazy, crazy level stuff. Uh, Yeah, to be an NBA fan, this is just, like, a Christmas gift. Could this end up being galvanizing for the Lakers in any way? I... uh, I would normally suspect it. My only concern is the LeBron piece. I, I kind of have yeah. talked myself out of that being a big issue, but uh, I do think it was... And I, I do not blame LeBron. I totally understand that that's his close friend and he's trying to de-escalate it. But it is weird to be... I've, I don't think I've ever seen a oh, guy... To, to grab the other team. Well, and like console the, the guy who just fought with your teammate. I've never really yeah, seen before. There, there's one thing to like break it up and make sure he's on the other side. Right. But there was another it like it kept going where he had his arm around him and like he was like walking with him. Yeah, it was like the end of Casablanca. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did not feel that. I gotta be honest. I didn't feel that. Right. And if anyone is gonna like maybe take offense to that and like hold a grudge, I think Rondo <laughs> Yes, would. Yeah. And I think I, I am concerned about that that like underlying dynamics between Rondo and LeBron after something like that. Yeah. I wonder if they'll just clear the air. My my suspicion is I think if it like weren't LeBron if it were I don't know, Kuzma or something, like it would be a lingering issue. But I feel like LeBron just stature at least this is what I'm telling myself cuz we'll probably never know the answer to this. But I feel like LeBron has the stature and probably knows that he'll he'll talk to Rondo and say like, "Look, man, that's just like, that's my boy. I didn't really know what had you would happened." Think, but LeBron's never been known for his forthright communication with his teammates. That's He's true. been known for his passive aggressiveness. That's true, but, but okay, and but, like talking behind people's backs. Okay, you know? okay, that's fair. But someone who is not passive aggressive, and I think we learned this last night, is Rajon Rondo. So, I mean, if it is an issue that's bubbling below the surface, it's erupting to the surface almost immediately like it's not going to be a thing a season long simmer it's either going to be an immediate flare up or it'll go away you know what i mean like i'm not worried about rondo keeping it to himself i think it'd be better if it just sort of popped up and then they could address it and then you can move past it but i agree with you eli i felt like you know the look eric you're right also the look was not great to have your teammate consoling someone on the other side of a fight but i do think there was that aspect of like holy crap, what's happening right now? Right. And LeBron was just like, all right, well, I know this guy. I'm going to grab him, and yeah. I'm right. It all I'm happened really. LeBron. It, it all happened really fast. And he is, an, el- he is an elder statement, statesman, and I do think that once cooler heads prevail... He's it's almost like, like a ref in that moment. Yeah, and it's like he's the ambassador to the game. It's, it is his best friend, and I think like maybe that's worth well, examining uh, why yeah. that's his best friend. Exactly. That's, that's telling in and of itself. It is semi-telling. It is semi-telling, and like Carmelo is awesome. By the way, Eric and I will eventually work our way back to basketball, but we were legitimately so excited every time Carmelo got the ball and shot. We were, we were going like... Carmelo, like, you got this, man. It's like, this is your spot. This is where you, like, prove it. Like, he was so bad. He's terrible. He's terrible. I'm so glad we didn't sign him. Yeah, that was... Um, But just finishing up, I mean, like, the fight afterward, I mean, we really wanted the Lakers to win that game. Yeah. This is going to take a little bit. And it was was a letdown. But that was my thing about LeBron. Like, I... uh, Yeah, I mean, 
I wish he had just kind of taken over. <laughs> I guess that's like yeah, it's true. high things to he put, didn't, put he on didn't a have player. A good, but he didn't have a good game. He didn't have a good game, and then it just like, I thought that it was like a really important finish after something like that, and he just didn't show up. Yeah. I mean, I think like patience is going to be the word. It's just the, the two games so far have been so intense that it doesn't feel like saying like let's be patient doesn't cuz there's been such urgency and and energy to these games it's like it's hard to remember that it's two games and it's a team that is just trying to understand who they are i think back to your thing dan about galvanizing i i don't know really cuz i don't know that like energy has not been their issue in fact they're like they've played with crazy energy um I do think that like it will, to some extent, just having fewer guys available might bring them together. Like it's just you don't have to play everybody. You don't final. have to play everybody, and you kind of like the rotation is just going to be the rotation. I also think like, as far as Ingram is concerned, I think his teammates will have loved this. Like I think no one is surprised that Rondo did this. I think Ingram is probably. <laughs> More people were pleasantly surprised. This is the kind of thing that goes over really well in a locker room. Like, especially the coming back <laughs> to jump in. Did you see the reach on that? <laughs> well, we knew it, it was, was crazy. You want to talk about dinosaurs? That that arm, that pterodactyl-like pterodactyl reach. Like a, Unbelievable. Yeah, it, really looked <laughs> like, it really looked like Dalsim. From Street Fighter That's a too. nice reference, by the way. I hope most of our listeners get that. Oh, one. they do. If they I should. know our listeners, which I don't. <laughs> which we actually we, we do know. know a decent percentage yeah, of them, true. probably. Uh, shout out to Albert Dion. Dion, yeah. yeah. Now, what's up, Albert? <laughs> um, all right, so wow. basketball. Okay, right? well, well, so just suspension-wise. Oh, yeah, Because this news just wise. broke. So Ingram got four games. Uh, Rondo three. Rondo three and Chris Paul two. We were kind of talking, Dan and I were talking before... Um, it seems like a little, uh, I'm yeah, pleasantly surprised, I guess for NBA standards, it's a lot. A lot of people are kind of referencing that people d don't often get suspended more than one game for fights. I think because it was so early in the season, it's a good like, uh, example to make so that people don't just like decide to fight all year. My only issue with the suspension, I actually think Ingram correctly got the most, um, because he came back. And I and the ref thing and uh, I just think Paul and Rondo should have gotten the same. Though if we're going with the evidence behind Saliva Gate, yeah, but he did stick his. <laughs> he did like try to like curly three Stooges him in the face. That was after the spit. Yeah, but like yeah, <laughs> it was an interesting move. It was like oh, you spit on my face. I'm gonna like yeah. <laughs> rub my fingers on. I don't know. Eye. I just hate Chris Paul. I Th feel like Chris Paul should have gotten like the lifetime achievement suspension. Yeah, yeah, well, he is the common denominator behind all this crap. Like, yeah. he came back for their first game against the Clippers, and there was a yeah, fight the tunnel with fight. like tunnels and yeah. No, people hate Chris Paul. Yeah, people um, hate Chris Paul. The bottom line is, I really dislike the the Rockets. Yeah, bunch of like dirty. Well, don't worry, whiner floppers, Cobra Kai, they're because the Cobra they're Kai not they're not going to win this year, so we we don't have to worry about that. No, their their team isn't. As good. They got smoked by the Pelicans yep. in their first game. Just yep. obliterated. They can't yep. play defense anymore. They lost all of their defenders, and they brought in Carmelo, who's a yeah. subtraction by addition kind of thing. They don't look They don't look as good. No. no. I was not impressed by James Ennis, other than his clothesline technique no. was excellent. Rockets blog people have said, blog people, have said that James <laughs> Ennis is like the underrated signing blog of the offseason. But yeah. that's what you have to say. When your team loses their two best defenders and signs Carmelo Anthony. Yep. I think, unfortunately, the underrated signing of this summer was Julius Randle away from us to New Orleans. Yeah, he's, he's, he's doing well. And we can use a good, him. That's a good fit for him, though. It is. To a good have fit. Meritage, you can spread the yeah. floor. Oh, he's Anthony playing Davis. his butt off. All right, should we, I, talk, should we talk Lakers basketball? I, yeah, I thought a good way to do it would maybe do a traditional ball in, ball out. Oh, yeah, look, at look, at, look at this. Right, back I, to I, our roots. I love the look that you guys just gave. Oh, <laughs> you, were, like you were delighted. Fresh air. We were delighted. We were genuinely delighted by ah, that. Like, oh. <laughs> we forgot about ah. them. We forgot about our yeah, namesake. We, we forgot about our preparation. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, Eric, uh, do you want to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Your, your I have to think about this now. I, I, there's, a, there's, there's a few. Um, I, maybe we'll have a, a few rounds, but I'll go the first one off the, the top of my head is JaVale. 
Yes. Have, yeah. Ball in. I have ball in for JaVale. <laughs> I've loved watching this guy. He's great. He's he's just been the anchor on our defense. A ton of like rebounds, deflections, and block shots. He and then on offense, he just like does all the right things. Um he's been the perfect piece of what we need him to be. Yep. And we I just wish, need to clone I wish, him. I wish we had two of him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. But I think he's just been a. Per- he's had a perfect start for us. Ball into to Javale. I mm. think that's a great choice. Yeah. I'll go- I will golf clap that ball. In. That <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna piggyback off of that. I'm gonna go in a kind of a weird direction, but I think the through line is that. You know, I actually this is another statement I never thought I'd say, but like this Javale start is kind of inspiring to me because like this is a guy who's been ridiculed for most if not all of his career as kind of a a, a goof a goof yeah. yeah i think that's a fair way to put it and i do think there's something really cool about you know i think he was good on golden state and he won he was a key contributor in in championship teams and now he's like a real viable member of a team that's getting a lot of attention he's playing really hard he's playing really well he looks locked in he looks locked in he's a veteran it's he's a weird. veteran. He's like yeah. an NBA vet now. And and I just think that it's a cool representation of the of resilience and perseverance and just like sticking with it and evolving and and he finding blocked, your lane. He was awesome. He blocked he, five shots yesterday. He was great. And and so my ball in But by the way, before you get to your ball in, I think he's also galvanized by the guy who holds up the posters for everyone. <laughs> yeah. He's right. he's <laughs> coming in hot with McDunks. McDunks. <laughs> Every that time is, JaVale McGee. Oh my God. That guy is the opposite. <laughs> that guy is the opposite of what I'm talking about. That oh. guy is not persevering. Well, I guess he is. He looks like a chump, and he shows up every game anyway with those signs. You get attention uh, for being that bad uh, at something too. Yes, yeah, so, no, that's, that's what he's after. Yeah. Him and Marlins, man. Um, <laughs> so, so what I was saying is, um, you're balling. Well, yeah. So I'm going Eric's, off. Eric's going, like, come on, give me your damn. Ball well, I was, I was, I had momentum until Eric brought up the sign guy. Um, the. Uh, the perseverance of JaVale McGee reminds me of the perseverance of Lonzo Ball last night because this is also someone who's faced a lot of ridicule early in his career and I think got in game one, everyone's paying attention to his shot and he airballs it by a good foot and a half and, you know, the crowd, the Portland crowd kind of jeers him, rightly so. It's what I would have done if it, <laughs> she was on the other foot. And then he came back the next game and he played his usual good brand of basketball and and he shot confidently and he went four from eight for three and he looked good and he he wanted the ball he didn't he didn't avoid the the big moment and i just think that that as someone who's i think eric and i talked about it last night during the game that we were nerve we're nervous about him Very we're nervous. nervous for him um that this is just going to get in his head that maybe he doesn't have the it factor that we kind of hoped he did. And his first two shots this game were air balls. He either airballed or swished. Yeah, he was four for eight. Four of them were <laughs> He's swishes. Never been long. Four of them were air balls. Yeah, <laughs> but I I just thought it it showed me something about him. And look, I don't think he's going to go fifty percent from three uh, over the season. But it showed me that he does have that resiliency. That he does have confidence in his sh- abilities and that you know, he's able to bounce back from from the kind of negative spotlight he's had. He, he also had one drive where then he alley-ooped it to JaVale. Yeah, and glory. And put then, some sauce on that, too. And then they the Rockets called a timeout as they're, you know, running back. JaVale and Lance were, like, really building him up. Like, showing him <laughs> a lot of love for the alley-oop. Right, we thought he was, I thought he was, like, mad at them. That, no, that Lance was mad him at him, but yeah, they were yeah. pumping him up. Yeah, Lonzo was really stoic after that alley oop. That's what he's that, stoic all the time. I know, but come on, that's your moment. You knew the other team was going to take a timeout. You were on a run, yeah. you know, point at Javale or get up, and, and he was just like walking back to the other it's end. Just of the not court. who he is. Yeah, I actually love that about uh, Lonzo. I'm 100 percent with you on a ball in. I think he's going to be. Everybody's talking about Brandon Ingram, and I'm still on Team Lonzo. I mean, I like Brandon Ingram wow. too, but uh, I think Lonzo is going to be actually the best of all of them. He's wow. he's okay. so fast with his he's ball, very fast. with his movements. Yeah, like there's there's something about watching him play where and it's that it's that LeBron type thing. And obviously he's never going to be a six nine two hundred and sixty pound freight train. Right. Uh, but just things happen quicker for certain guys on the court. And yeah. Lonzo is that guy. If he can start to finish, yeah, 
then he is the man. Eli made a point. He's still going a little east-west and not north-south. Yeah. South, yeah. And that's concerning. And he's, yeah. Yeah, that's that's something he, he, he still needs to be more aggressive. Like, I just, I'm glad he didn't take himself, I'm glad he didn't get in his head about looking dumb because basketball players, especially in the social media age, like even more than winning, I think they want to not be embarrassed. They want to not look stupid because it'll live on social media. And that's like definitely part of the ecosystem. So I'm just glad that he brushed that aside. Also, one th- one final thought on this is I thought it was interesting that they kept putting Josh Hart on James Harden at the end of the game. By the way, that's my layup of a ball in. So <laughs> oh, we'll, be, we'll be talking yeah. about Josh Hart momentarily. <laughs> but I actually think what's, inter- <laughs> what's interesting, and Eric and I talked about it in the moment, is that Josh Hart actually isn't wasn't fast enough, wasn't quick enough. Harden to guard. went right around him. He went right around him. That's yeah. Josh Hart is a very good defender, but he's not a good defender against quick guys. He he's actually his skill is that he's strong, so that he can kind of body people up. He can he can guard up, he can guard above his weight class. The guy that actually should have should have and did by far the best job of guarding Harden was Lonzo. Mm-hmm. Lonzo is long and he's quick. I think our two best defenders are Lonzo and Ingram. Yeah, at least individually. If Probably yeah. realize it. Defenders. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Josh Hart was yeah. my layup of a ball in yeah. because he's rendered Contavious Caldwell Pope I know. a statue. When mm. will Luke uh, realize that? Is it just the money? Uh, I don't think it's going to take long. I mean, he got 12 more minutes than KCP yesterday. Yeah. Um, it's happening in two games. Uh, Josh Hart is the future at that position for the Lakers, and yep. Rich Paul's been sufficiently slurped yes. to this point. That's so, right. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have anything like super in-depth on Josh Hart. I just thought he's played two really solid games, and he's going to be there all year. Yep. Do you think he was trying to do a little too much at times? There were yeah. there were a few drives and fast breaks where he was like going one on three. I'm okay with that. I prefer mistakes of aggression like yes, that. Yes, I do uh, too. Which and you know, coming off his summer league, he wants to sort of like continue this prove it tour. Yes, true. Uh, but we're all it's proven. Yeah. We, we're all buying it, Josh. So just like settle in, but give it some time, and yeah. And I, I think both of you guys are right in the sense that um, first of all, the first game he kept us in the game. I mean, he was the reason why we were in against Portland. He was awesome. He was game. amazing, and he, he hit all the right notes. And I think, like, to Eric's point a little bit, I think now it's just like... And one thing I like about him generally, but last night I think was a little bit different, is, like, he just... He usually plays within himself, which is what's so great about him. It's like he does all the right things. He's in the right spots. He goes at the right time. He defers at the right time. And last night I think he was feeling it a little bit like he forced a couple things but once again we're kind of splitting hairs at a certain point like he's for a what what was he the 30th pick in the first round he was 30 he's been a revelation so his ball in actually segues to to my first ball out because i think josh hart's start to this season reminds me of kuzma's start to last season where it was like you're going where it was really like decisive mm-hmm. and like every time he gets the ball he like makes a decision and goes with it and, <laughs> and shoots aggressive. at the end of that decision <laughs> yeah but um kuzma's look lost yeah. Uh, yeah and i i i think part of this is that we're not putting him in a position to succeed he's like being asked to guard the five position um for all his like comments that he's really wanting to focus on defense uh, they were they were picking on him last yeah, night. I they know. were it was, it was they bad. were they were forcing the switch so that it would be Chris Paul on Kuzma, and every time he got burned. Eric, I'm going to piggyback off yours again because I think that the mistake, and I think we can all admit it was a mistake. It was a mistake in the preseason. It's a mistake now. Is this Kuzma at the five experiment? It just doesn't work. He doesn't understand that. I, and I, I'm not like Tex Winter here, RIP, but uh, I don't understand the exact nuances of like NBA defensive schemes, but I, the five is much harder than the four, apparently. It's a different job. You're like the captain of the ship. You need to n- understand everything, everyone else's position, whereas... Yeah, you're like a linebacker telling everyone where to go. Ex- exactly, yeah. and, and the reality is at this point in the NBA, the one through four spots are basically the same. You're switching everything, yeah, everything. and you're just... You're just a Swiss Army knife. So I, I think he just doesn't... It's unfair to ask him to do this, and I think his offensive game has suffered as a consequence. He He's thinking too much. As Eric said, it's like the beauty of his game is that he didn't think. 
Okay. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> how long before it's LeBron at the five? Well, for non Javale moments. Well, they did play him. They played LeBron and the kids, and I kind of like like that. And him and and Kuzma kind of switched off four or five. But to me, my ball out because Kuzma cannot play the five is Mo Wagner's knee <laughs> is my ball out because. I was going to ask what his timeline was. Do we know? Well, apparently, I'm looking. He just got back to full contact five-on-five Oh, that's practice. good. That's good. That means as he's probably yesterday. Like a week away. Or as of Friday. So, once again, like I started this season saying, I can't believe I'm saying this, but we really need JaVale McGee. We really need Mo Wagner, and we need him to be good. Yeah, I don't think he's going to get 15 meaningful minutes. He has to. I mean, he's going to have to get 10 to 12. He has to. We have this unit is getting picked apart. And I think he's going to be even more lost on defense than anyone. He might be, but... Well, you know who didn't play a single moment in this last game was Ivica Zubats. Right, and he can't. I mean, he can't. He can't can't. play. He's not an NBA player, as Eric has attested. I, (laughs) I honestly, I honestly think. And look, I it it brings me no joy saying this, but I think like we need another big body, and he's he can shoot, and he's big, and we're. I mean, we don't really have that many choices. It's like Michael Beasley, who is. I can say for a fact, as going to that game is not big. He is like undersized, Michael Beasley. Yeah, he's not a big, powerful guy. No, he's got some height, but he's not. He's like a three. He's not a five. Maybe a, yeah. Maybe a four, but he's closer to a three. Um, And unless Brandon Ingram gains 70 pounds of muscle in his four game (laughs) suspension. I just think they're they're going to need him, or they're going to need to make a move. Ugh, our, we're getting killed on the boards. Killed. We're getting crushed. Yeah. You know who we could use? Brooke Lopez's gigantic body. But he couldn't or, get a rebound either. No, or, but he boxed out. We need a Randall. I think even better would be Rolo. Robin Lopez yes. would be even better. I mean, we okay talked about that. that. Well, and Maybe they're sitting on that. He's probably going to get bought out at some point this year, right? Someone's going to get bought I mean, I do think that we're going to wait for a buyout candidate. I also do think, like, and look, God bless them. They did a great job. They landed LeBron James. They've made great draft choices. But we've all been saying everyone was right. Everyone was right that this team was missing two things. We're missing three-point shooters, and we're missing another center. And lo and behold, you're watching the season. We're super fun. I like our team. We're missing a backup center, and we're missing three-point shooters. Yeah. Yeah. Dan, your ball out. Ah, uh, my ball out. Well, I actually do have another ball in slightly, but I have to go ball out first. So, I mean, I'm going to take the layup on this side because I'm going last. I'm the anchor man, and it's KCP. <laughs> yeah, there you I knew. go. There He's you a go. disaster. What happened to this man? It's almost like he needs like some to be hanging out in an LA prison to be like focused on his game. He's to get like the ankle bracelet back. He's chilling and he's doing nothing. What the hell's happening I out mean, there? I don't even know. But but he's, was he even that good last year? I mean, well, he, thing he is, had a couple was, of streaky games at the end. I thought he was decent last year. His I thought he was like a reasonable NBA player. His thing's that he's like a three-point shooter, but like career-wise, he's like, what, 38%? That's, that's the he's thing. He's like not even that good of a three-point shooter. No, but I thought he could the, get some steals, but that's, maybe that's some the, rebounds. That's the thing. His advertisement was that he was a 3 and D wing. <laughs> He's, and he's, his he's, three ain't that good, and his D ain't that no, good. No, he's yeah. he's like a two and a half and a C. He's a three and D guy, and that he's the third best three point shooter <laughs> and the third best wing defender we have. Yeah, he's uh, again like I don't know. I'm picking these guys that where there's not a whole lot of breakdown involved, but uh, I don't know. I mean, he's gonna lose his mind if he's only yeah. playing 18 minutes a game. Uh, but as long as he plays this poorly, you can't give him more than that. He's also dead ass last on the like. Laker fans power rankings of players they like. And who by the way, Rondo, Rondo just went like to the top of the charts. Oh yeah. Rondo. He's looked great Rondo. these first two Dude, games too. And beyond are, the punching and the spitting. People are rallying. <laughs> yeah. He was going to be uh, under ball in uh, consideration. He almost he had a triple double before and he spat. By the way, he's ball still face. under ball in consideration for punching Chris Paul <laughs> in the face <laughs> at the very least. I think if we had almost any NBA player on this podcast, he would be their ball in. For oh, punching for, Chris sure, Paul in the face. for sure. For sure. For sure. We are not condoning violence, children. I am. Unless it's to Chris Against Paul. Chris Paul, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, not real violence, but like... A slap to the face. Does yeah. the, the new video evidence that this is like a legit effortful spit 
<laughs> like, is that going to change people's mind rallying around People's him? minds or my mind? No, uh, <laughs> the people who are, like, chanting Rondo after the after the game. Not Laker fans. No, not the Laker fans. The spin is not, not going to change their mind. Oh, by the way, speaking of Laker fans, <laughs> hats off to the Lakers fans outside of Staples who harassed not one but two uh, of the... Count, ESPN countdown people who were outside. They chanted 81 at Jalen Rose because he famously guarded Kobe Bryant <laughs> when Toronto. Kobe Bryant scored 81 points in, for Toronto. <laughs> and chanted wheelchair at Paul Pierce who famously faked an, oh, an injury and got driven off in a wheelchair. Well, Paul Pierce is still a butthead. My oh, I hate Paul Pierce. I have no beef with Jalen Rose. I no, actually kind of no. like Jalen Rose. No, but I thought it was funny. That is pretty funny. Yeah, kudos. Hats off to them. Good heckling. That's yeah. like prep. Heckling. That's a plus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's like that's like Wikipedia heckling. <laughs> and pregame, there was like an animal rights organization that was protesting behind them. Really? What the hell yeah. were they protesting? Yeah. In a basketball huge game? Laker fans, guys. <laughs> Peta Peta is huge into the Lakers. Uh, yeah. Good. Well, happy to have them. Don't they make balls out of synthetic rubber now? It's not like. Yeah. It's not animal, also, didn't they right? see Magic Johnson wear that giant fur coat to the game that one time? <laughs> oh, maybe that's what they were protesting. <laughs> yeah, it's that could have been thirty-five it. years later. Can I give a very tiny ball in? You can oh, do whatever I, you want. I Since want I have ripped this poor son of a bee a new one for the last three months, Lance Stevenson was okay in Game Two. I love Lance. You he was awful him. in Game okay. One in Portland. I mean, he was atrocious. Everything that went wrong in that game, I put on Lance Stevenson. <laughs> Because it was like the weird hesitation uh, moves it. where he would in dribble it. in and dribble I'm here out, for it. then forward, then back, and his head would go left and his body would go right, and then he'd take a contested two. Uh, but this one, actually, the second game against Houston, he was much better. He moved the ball. Uh, he did, it wasn't sticking. He defended, which is not something he's known for. He played Peacemaker, which was weird and confusing yeah. and made me kind of like chuckle and smile. So I'm giving Lance Stevenson a brief reprieve from my vicious attacks with a half ball in. You I get a half, I like, half a ball. I, I support this. I'll give him the other half to make it a whole ball. <laughs> because even if it's not Thanks. like quality Thanks, basketball ball in, it's an entertainment value ball in. Yeah. There was one play. Someone He's sent so me fun. a video. I think Laker hater Sonny sent me a video where he shot a three this last game. Did a 360 toward the bench, like in celebration, like knowing that he was going to make it. Mm. And it barely grazed the rim. It was like Fantastic. almost an air ball, but he was like, he turned around to celebrate to the bench. I love him. <laughs> I want to borrow that. That's the Al Bundy move. That's true. Do you remember the Al Bundy yeah. bowling sequence yeah. where he'd release the ball, turn around, and yell, Steve Reich, before it ever hit the pins? That was a fantastic yeah. episode. Nick Young also famously did that. That is true. Nick he shot the ball, turned around, went like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. Clanked. Anything that's an Al Bundy move gets a half ball in. Which me. is symbolic of our three-point shooting. Ugh. 25%. We started the year, the first game, 0 for 14 or 15. Yeah, um, that was not great. It's not good. Lonzo really needs to... Uh, I know he's our best three-point shooter. Yeah. Certainly percentage-wise. I mean, okay, so that's a good segue to something I wanted to ask. So, okay, so Ingram's out for four games. Rondo's out for three. So... Someone's got to fill those minutes. Obviously, Lonzo's going to start. Who takes the other starting spot? And then who fills out the rotation? Because I, I know I personally would like to see a little Svi. Maybe just mix him in. He's, he's at least someone who you'd have to guard out in the three-point line. Dare I suggest we thaw out KCP for a couple of minutes? Well, we're going to have to. <laughs> I mean, we're going to have to. Um, Dude's on ice. Uh, and then you're going to see a lot of LeBron as ball handler, too. Yes. I'd like to see Kuzma start and have him play his natural position. Yeah. Instead He'll of play Brandon the Ingram, Ingram spot. Yeah, and I th yep. hopefully he'd play a little better that way. Okay, so so are we all in agreement that the, the revamped, suspension-filled <laughs> starting lineup will be LeBron, Kuzma, McGee, well, I guess this is Lonzo. the question, Lonzo and uh, hopefully Josh Hart, but probably KCP. Yeah, probably. And then, it has to be. Okay, so then Lance... Hart, Lance, and then who else? Who else do you bring off the bench? Who else has been in the rotation? I guess Beasley's going to get some minutes. Oh yeah, I'd rather I'd rather see I'd rather see Svi than Beasley. It'll be Beasley though, especially against San Antonio, a slow plotting. Yeah, that's true. And he's a playmaker. This could be an ugly game. I don't dislike Beasley. I just I feel like we need someone because even LeBron, you can tell it's. He's been playing really well out of the post, but the lane is pretty clogged. 
Because people are really not respecting our three-point shooting, nor should they. Well, the only offense we have is in our obscene all-fast break offense. Which is awesome, by the way. I don't want to take away from the fact that this team has been incredibly fun to watch. Super fun. The oh, first, yeah. The first three minutes of the first game were the most fun three minutes I've had watching basketball in like fest. 10 years. Yeah. Holy crap. And we are not lacking in effort. No. No, our energy is great. We are lacking in execution. Our defense uh, Our defense sucks. Yes, yeah, sp- Dan, speak to that a little bit more. We're lacking in execution. I think that's right on. Well, half court. When the game gets into a half court, yeah. things fall apart. But that was to be Chino expected when you have... I almost would like... That's <laughs> breaking things fall apart. Oconquil, right? Oconquil. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I almost feel like the Lakers should have a game where they just play in the half court for 48 minutes just to figure just it out. Just like a science, science yeah, experiment? Just like a science experiment. Because right now, great, they can keep themselves in it for 42 minutes, mm. but it's going to slow down and they're going to lose the last suck. six minutes. They're terrible. And they're only going to get better by running them a crap load of times yeah. with a bunch of guys that have never played together. That's an interesting point, Dan. I, there's just not a lot of movement. There's not a lot of screening. Well, there's it's... cutting, but no one can shoot. That's the thing is when you get open, you need your defender to come with you because they're nervous you're going to shoot. And if everyone's just sagging off, you can't screen them. They're not going to respect your cut. Like it, it, it doesn't work if no one's scared of the thing that you're pretending to do. You just got to keep shooting it. Right. You have to. They have right. to. They have to shoot yeah, until you just have to shoot until uh, it starts to go in. Yeah, this Spurs game might actually be forty-eight minutes of half court because that's the San Antonio. Way. We always play well against them, though. Crushed them last we year. We always play well against the Spurs. We did in a the lot Tim of Duncan was, era too. Do you a know lot what's of that was great? Julius Randle last We're year. We're playing them like four times in the first twenty games, which is we great. are. Yeah, we're playing Portland too. I think three times in the first fifteen games or something. I think it's good they don't have Dejounte Murray now. Yeah, that will be helpful. I think we we need these games against them, and we need a. We're win. so much more athletic than them. So much more athletic. That is true. I'm athletic. a little. I'm just worried that the more it we might see a lot of LeBron in one of these games where he's just like I got to put a W Le- on the board. We need to. I know. I I mean. And that's fine. I actually don't care if the Lakers lose a whole bunch of games right out of the shoot while they figure it out. Um, but I think for morale, he's probably going to realize you got to put one in the win column. Just yeah, like, just, right, yeah. Like, also just still... to get the narrative to yeah. shift. But he doesn't. LeBron doesn't look like he's concerned even the tiniest bit. No, he's certainly from everything he's saying, he's he's not concerned. And I do think that there is. It is important to keep in mind a. This team is brand new, and they're incorporating the best player in the world into this team of kind of mismatched parts, but we'll we'll see. And also, we lost to Portland at home, which we always lose to Portland at home. They're a really good home team, and they're a good team. In Portland's home. That's yeah. what I mean. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. At Portland. Port, we lost to Portland at Portland. The Rose Moda Garden Center. Yeah, the Rose Moda Garden Center, of course, rolls off the tongue. And then <laughs> we lost to a team that won 65 games last year has the reigning MVP and a douchebag who's also a very good player in Chris mm-hmm. Paul. And we barely lost. As a counterpoint, though, I watched pretty much all of the Jazz Warriors game. Oh, yeah. Me too. Those teams look so good. They look so good. They, oh, yeah. They they shoot lights out. Oh, my God. They're I so know. good. And we, <laughs> we, just we look, do not look like we that. We look nothing like those two top echelon teams. No, but we'll look a lot better when Anthony Davis or Chris Middleton or both <laughs> are Lakers. Right. And to be fair, to be fair, those the Jazz team has been together for a long time. The Warriors team has been together for a really long time. The This Rockets team has had a year to incorporate Chris Paul, but philosophically they've been yeah, doing been the same James thing. Yeah, it's been a James Harden-centric team. Right. Yeah. And uh, I have an Portland. interesting stat on the Jazz, by the way. This is the first time the Utah Jazz have had the same, same starting five two consecutive years hmm. in like 30 seasons. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's weird, right? Huh. That just doesn't happen in the NBA. So they really yeah. are a very consistent outfit. Right. Um, but we got 80 games left to, we do. to figure it out. Yeah. Any, <laughs> any thoughts about Luke? From either of you guys, I mean, and gonna, this, this yeah. was this was true last year too. You can't say that they don't play hard. This team has always played hard. They played hard every game last year. We were in every game last year. The one thing I would like to see, and I I find somewhat confusing because he came from Golden State, where their offensive sets are really beautiful and interesting to watch. Once again, they have two of the best shooters of all time on their team, but our our offensive sets just don't look that they look predictable. They look fairly... They were better, actually, in this game than in the Portland game. But uh, 
I just I'm not sure that the imagination is there. And I don't know that it can be there without spacing. It, that that might be the the rub. Yeah. Yeah. It might just be a personnel issue. But luckily we have 42 minutes of dunking before things fall apart. <laughs> that's true. I mean, uh, you know, this this season is going to be Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to try to stop saying uh, things fall apart. We all took the same eighth grade history class together, that's by right. the way. So that should we go back a few years? <laughs> Crusty old farts though we may be. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, this, this, this season is going to be fun. It's going to be fun and weird because we yeah. the funnest, weirdest start possible. It would just be nice if they were wins because we yeah. could have won both of those games. What a weird schedule to start the year. I don't think I really took a, as hard a look as this at this as I should have. Who do we have next? The Spurs and the and Suns? And then we have the Suns on the Thank road. Thank God. Yes. We're going to celebrate that one, but those games are hard after really good teams. And they like, play well against us. Yeah. And then we've got the Nuggets at home, back yeah. to San Antonio, or Spurs in San Antonio. The Wolves, which could actually be the easiest game of this stretch if yeah, Jimmy maybe. Butler sits it out. And uh, then the Mavericks, the Blazers, the Raptors, the Wolves again, the Kings, Hawks. Okay, there's like a There we go. There's the respite. Yeah. Blazers, but then Magic, Heat, Cavs. So there's like a five and six there. These these first ten are tough. Real tough. They're tough. I'm also, I'm slightly, and once again, it's two games, but I'm slightly worried about the fact that New Orleans has looked awesome. Portland has looked awesome. Like the, the fringy playoff teams have all looked really good. Like, I don't think we're going to, and I don't think we thought we were going to anyway, but. We're not going to backslide into the playoffs. This is not going to be a 47-46 win. Well, maybe it'll be 47. But it might just it, because it's of be, some of these weirdo teams. Right, but it doesn't look like, at least now, it doesn't look like the obvious, like, oh, that team's just no good now. Yeah, that's true. Because San Antonio looks okay. I mean, like... I think Minnesota's going to be garbage when they trade Butler away. Yeah. So I think they're... They might nice, be the slider. Yeah, they're yeah, a slider. Yeah. The Clippers are probably not going to be as close as they were last year. Not that they made it. Yeah. But they were only at, what, get two, get three games out, something yeah. like that. Um, yeah, but the I mean, Nuggets we'll also missed it. So one of those spots is probably going to Denver. Right. So you need somebody else to fall out. Might as well beat the Spurs a couple times next week. That huh? would be nice. That would be a good start. And we can. We definitely can. I'd like to go 5-5 five and five, these first 10. I would also like that. Um, I know you said, yeah, I mean, I don't really care all that much if we lose a bunch of games right off the bat but i just i hate like the media overblowing it and like all of like the five like the just like the red alarms about it i that's just so annoying well well maybe that will be another weird side bonus silver lining of the suspension thing is we'd have an excuse well (laughs) yeah i mean it does it does it does shift the narrative a little bit as like not what a disappointing start but like what a wild start and like Look, they're they're down two key members and whatever, whatever. I also don't think we're gonna lose. I think we're gonna win this next game. Is I my haven't prediction. been that disappointed either. No, no, I I have not either. Um, I, we I think we all knew the half court stuff was. Were gonna we be favored tough. in either of those games? Do you know? No, right, definitely so, not. I mean, Portland, not that that we were somehow only three point underdogs in Portland because everybody was betting their life savings on the Lakers on game one. Right, that was a foolish move. Yeah, uh, we Public never had, money. We, we never always have the dumb money. We haven't beaten Portland in like six years. Right, like, why would? Yeah, it's not going to change on opening night or, with a whole or, new team. Or their first game in Portland since like the early two thousands or like nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, there's a crazy stat. Yeah, we we have no no love up there. Um, Houston was a four point favorite in LA which sounds really low but there's like about a three-point home court thing right so they're like an eight point roughly seven eight point neutral site favorite um Houston is probably also being slightly underrated because of LeBron you could probably make a lot of money and I hate to say this on a Lakers podcast by fading the Lakers until they start to figure it out yeah yeah it's probably going to be about a month right. public dumb money is coming in on them hard yeah yeah um, I am part of that public dumb money, <laughs> but season long, season long, I think you could end up being okay. Yeah. I think the number is going to be fairly accurate, maybe a hair under, just because how hard it is to dig out of a big hole early. Yeah. Um, but the Lakers seem. I mean, you could see the same thing last year, uh, where they just got really good partway right. through the season. They started to figure things out. Right. And like once again, another we couldn't way, shoot last year. Either. Gonna, and another way to look at this is we. Barely lost two games, and we cannot make a three-point shot at all. We have barely lost. Like, uh, if we were an average to below average three-point shooting team, we would have won both of those games. If we shot 
we win those games. Yeah, probably. Like, they just have At to be not abysmal. The problem is we might just be abysmal. Yeah. That's the problem. That's it's the people rub. Are gonna be, people are going to be more open as they figure out how to run these sets. I'm... I am remaining very calm. Freeze V. Freeze V. I, I feel like this is free therapy for me. I really like the cadence of your voice. The way you're really reassuring I'm, me right yeah, now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to dro- drop enjoy- it down. <laughs> I like we're having like a pod, a soothing voice podcast. Oh yeah, soothing yeah, voice podcast. Yeah. NPR. We're, we're going to finish this out. No, but NPR I think style. I think you have provided some nice counterpoints of like why this is this is fine. I mean, we're the, totally the, fine. The Heatles went five and five. Their first yeah, 10, this happened. Right? Yeah, all and LeBron, all LeBron teams, us. all LeBron teams. When he first gets yeah. there, it's an adjustment period. They had two, they had two Hall of Famers on that team and Chris Bosh, <laughs> but they were like, you don't think Chris Bosh is going to make the Hall of Fame? I don't think he played long enough. I think he will. You think so? Well, the basketball like Hall of Fame wing? is not that is not that hard to get into. Oh, maybe then. he's going to. He won three rings. He was a key member of three rings, right? Three, two, two, two. How many did he win? The Heat won two. <laughs> two? Two. Two rings. He he's oddly now. has huge stats because he, he scored a ton in Toronto. How long did he play? Was it like a decade? Like 12, maybe? 11? I feel a little bit bad for the guy. He had to retire He was in the early. same draft as LeBron, so LeBron is in his 16th year, so probably 12 or 12. Yeah, all right. He's had a pretty good career. Yeah, I think he'll A little longer it. than I think. 17,000 points, uh, 7,500 rebounds. Yeah, it's a maybe. Hmm. All right, so maybe three Hall of Famers, yeah. and they went five and five. Can we just get Chris Bosh? Let's just get him on the team. Like, I was all of, his, that. all of his pulmonary. Like, He's been MLI. around. I think they like are legit concerned he might die on the court. Uh, flying, I think, is one of the issues. Right, he has to be on blood thinners. Oh yeah, so just home games, like so, Phil Jackson style. <laughs> he could stop the blood thinners, play in home games, let him sit on the throne. There you go. He well, would be perfect. It'd be awesome if Chris Bosh. 2013 was just there. Chris Bosh would be perfect for this team. <laughs> if he comes out of the tunnel, yeah, it'd be amazing. It'd be uh, also we'll have so many players who look like uh, rap- velociraptors. <laughs> oh yeah, we're loaded up on dinos. Uh, yeah, that's all. I, that's all I got on this one. Yeah, he's I mean, not, what he's is not. By the way, he's not coming back. No, no. Well, someone would have. Yeah, someone would have taken him. He's been trying to come back every for years. year. A story drops in January that Chris Bosh is trying to yeah, make come back, and every year. His doctor's like, please stop, Chris. Who's the other most, like, dino-looking... I guess Leandro Barbosa comes to mind as a real <laughs> dino-looking player. Brazilian. <laughs> yeah, the Brazilian We dino. could use his three-point shooting. I mean, Chris Bosh is, like, so far out in front of everybody else for <laughs> dino face. Yeah, he's big-time dino. There's Bosh, and then there's whoever <laughs> way down the list. Hey, Dan, this is... I, I need Rondo. your help with this um, because I this is the kind of guy that fantasy people know, but... I've never watched Orlando Magic games. Is it Jonathan Isaac? No. I no, does he look like a dino? Oh, I don't know. Who's on the Magic? Okay, so I've had two different friends of mine who are not Lakers fans and we've been talking about this team and they've both separately of each other suggested Nick Vucevic. Is that Yeah, you went to USC. Vucevic, right? Yeah. He's the guy on Orlando. Yeah. They've both been like, Oh, you should trade for Vucevic. Because apparently he's on the trading block. Now, my counter to that was the Lakers are completely phobic about taking back salary. But I was wondering if you had a thought. Like, I don't know why everyone has suggested that. So but I believe I've heard multiple he's on an expiring deal. Is I, he? think, I think he's on an expiring deal. And if it's not, it's really team friendly. He was, he was on a four-year, $48 million contract. But I can't remember if they signed him three, two or three years ago. Uh, he's very good. He's a rebounder. He can pass. He can shoot a little bit. He'd be a wonderful center to have, actually... As like a future piece, if the Lakers don't fall into Anthony Davis. Um, well, apparently everyone is discussing randomly us getting Vucevic. I'd love it. I'd be all for it. Um, I don't know who you send back. Probably one of the weirdos we just signed this offseason and picks. Uh, oh, yeah. He's going to be a, a free agent in 2019. So he is on an expiring deal. I, Orlando's going to want a lot of picks because it's a really good contract. Uh, so the team that takes him on is not going to have to worry about anything, expiring deal, all that but stuff. But we have expiring deals. We do, the entire team. So couldn't you just put a draft pick in an expiring, a mm-hmm. matching expiring? Are we okay with parting with a future first? I guess we should hopefully be good we enough. We should, yeah, if where... it's like a 25th. Hmm. I would do it. All right, well, I'm just I'm just. But do we randomly... care enough? I mean, this team's not going to win a championship yeah, this year. I care. Thing. I mean, <laughs> I care if it's, if it's expiring. If you're not taking on money, long-term money, I would do it. 
We need a center. You'd have to do it early then, not trade deadline. No, that's what I'm like, saying. Like do it for the whole year so the team can just be better and Cuz also feel they less have a awful. log jam. They have a front court log jam. Yeah, they want to play Bamba. They want to play Bamba, Isaac and Gordon. Yeah. Which is what they should play. And Vooch is better than all of those guys, so right they now. have to play him. Right. Um <clears throat> I don't uh, know. I mean like I, I, don't, I don't care enough about winning this year. I'm going to go on the trade machine. <laughs> when when the Kawhi didn't come to the Lakers in the trade. My hope for winning this season was kind of like, to me, you're balancing at that point. How much do you want to win versus how much do you care about your future pick? And uh, I guess that'll about do it. So wrap it up on this thing. This is Ball In, Ball Out, everybody. Hope you enjoyed Fight Night Edition for Dr. Eric Noble, the Fight Doctor, and Eli Bauman. I'm Dan Vesperus. Have a wonderful week. We'll talk to you soon. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.